0: And let's go to Luke chapter number 15, and we're going to start reading at verse number one. The handout that I gave you, you can place that to the side right now, and I will let you know when I'm going to speak on that. But right now, we're going to do a little bit of reading together. So Luke chapter number 15, starting at verse number one. Uh, I don't know if I submitted the scriptures uh, today, but I'm just going to be in Luke chapter number 15. Uh, so you can just follow me there, literally line by line. The scripture says, Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. I don't know about you, but I want to draw near to Jesus Christ to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, this man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that the Lord sat with me one day. And I'm thankful that I didn't listen to other people that told me to stay away. When people was trying to push me away, God was drawing me in. And I'm thankful to the Lord for that. And he spake this parable. Notice that he spake a parable parables so what we're about to read is parables he spake this parable unto them saying what man of you having a hundred sheep if he lose one of them doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost notice the man went after the sheep okay until he find it He poses that question. Then he says, and when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he called together his friends and his neighbors, saying unto them, rejoice with me. Somebody say rejoice with me. For I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you, That likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. I thank the Lord that you may not rejoice, but I got all of heaven rejoicing. You may not get excited when I give my life to the Lord, but all of heaven is excited because I'm repenting. And we know that Luke 13 deals with these three parables. And if you would have your form in your hand, the first parable that we read deals with the lost sheep. And here are my words and my thoughts that I view on the lost sheep that you can also view with you as well. So the lost sheep can be viewed as a wayward heart. It might even depict the nation of Israel. Remember, Jesus is speaking in a parable. Israel, we know, has faded. Jerusalem is blind to the Messiah. It is him that says, "O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, I would have gathered you. The lost sheep is obviously a people, a lesser view could be a Gentile race, but the emphasis seems much deeper and closer to home. Abraham's seed has wandered away. And we see here where Jesus is emphasizing that he has left the ones that are okay to go find that one that I've lost. And I want you to notice here that in verse number 6, and when he cometh home, he called all his friends, his neighbors, saying unto them, Hey, rejoice with me. That is the very thing that I have been teaching in this church over the last few months that we must learn how to rejoice when others rejoice. That if we cannot rejoice when somebody else's rejoices, how do you expect somebody to rejoice when you get excited about what God is doing in your life? But no matter where you are in your life, you can be in depression, you can be in a state of mind where you don't even feel like being here. When somebody else is excited about what God is doing in their life, you better learn to lift your hands and lift your voice and say, thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in their life. Because if we don't learn to celebrate when others celebrate, why would God come knocking at your door? Why would we expect God come knocking at our door? saying allow me to dine, but I want the Lord to keep knocking on my door and while he's knocking on someone else's door, I'm still going to rejoice. Rejoice with me. I found what I once had lost. And so at verse number eight, it says either what woman having 10 pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, does not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it notice once again the lost sheep we went to go find the lost sheep the silver she is now looking for the silver this is very important when you're reading these three parable parables because there's going to be a distinction that i'm going to show you so she's looking for it, and the bible says and when she had found it what did she do she called all her friends And neighbors together saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I have lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. I want to ask someone a simple question here tonight Has anybody this week repented of something in your life? Raise your hand. You've repented of something i want you to know that once you repented of whatever you repented over every angel in heaven was rejoicing because you repented because i want to remind this church there may not be too many preachers that preach this but i'm a this at star city church and everyone listening every unrepented sin could take you to hell. So I'm telling you right now, if you haven't repented for that sin, you better repent over that because I refuse to go to hell over something I didn't repent over. That's why every angel says, you repented? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You didn't remove your name out of the book of life, but because you repented, every angel in heaven rejoiced. Well, nobody jumped up and down like they did with Brother Kyle, but that's all right. right. Go to your handout. Let's look at what I perceive the lost coin to be. The lost coin can be considered as a personal loss. It's internal, a personal value, perhaps a trait, a conviction, or something pertaining to the person. It can also pertain to a lost doctrine or discipline because it was lost where? Inside the house. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. So therefore, what happened? Lights had to be turned on. See, when you start losing convictions and when you start losing and letting down standards and when you start losing a way that you know was a certain way and you never moved the line, now all of a sudden you're moving the line. We need to turn the lights on in the house. We need to light a candle in the house. Because revelation needs to come back because uh, there's some folks that walk in light and then they find themselves stepping right back in the darkness that God pulled you out of. Uh, You find yourself going backwards. You need to say, help me, Lord, to turn on some lights around here. I need to walk towards greater revelation. And so lights were turned on. Uh, This depicts truth shining or revealing in order to uncover. Uncover. Now, as we dive into verse number 11, we know that this third parable deals with the prodigal. And this is what I want to teach on for the next 20 minutes. The spirit of the prodigal. The third, it looks like I'm going to just give a little detail here. Like the church the third parable features the father's house. This last parable is referred to as the parable of the prodigal as we know it. But it's primarily about the father and his house. My notes are also in the church app under Kingdom Lift. If you go and you want it electronically, you want to be able to save it or refer back to it, you can go on the church app, click on Kingdom Lift, and all of my notes are in the church app. Now, let's start reading at verse number 11. And he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living, ungodly, unholy living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went. And join himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his field to feed the pigs. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. The Bible says, and no man gave unto him. He was trying to search for someone to give him something. But no one would give him anything. He had to go after and settle for the things that the pigs ate. The scripture says, verse number 16, excuse me, 17, and when he had came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and here I am perishing with hunger. And verse number 18 says, I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, father, father. I have sinned against heaven and before God and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. Let's pause right there. Notice the lost sheep. The Lord gives the example. He left the 99, he went to go get that sheep. Notice the silver, the 10 pieces of silver that the woman lost the one. She stopped everything to go find. She swept her house, turned on revelation and said, I've got to find what I left. But when it comes to the son that left the house, the father never left the house. The son had to make the decision to come back to the house. The father didn't leave everyone in the house to go find the wayward son. But the son had to come to his own self and make his own decision to come back home. I want you to pay very close attention to here because I'm a teacher right now. Are y'all with me? This is very important because the season that we are in here at Star City Church, the Lord has spoken to me saying there's gonna be a great wave of backsliders that are going to come back. And now the Lord said, now when they start coming back, you have to understand the condition and the spirit that they're coming back with. Because every one of them that come back is not going to come back with the right spirit. And we have to be able to recognize it. Because if you allow one or two, even just one, to come back with the wrong spirit, and we're going to talk about it right now, it can mess up an entire congregation. So let's talk about it, are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, let's talk about it. Look, go back to your notes, please. It says the second son left the father's house. The father did not pursue him. This is the first mistake of both the church and the parent and or loved one. They think they can rescue the son by chasing him. This pursuit is filled with negotiations, with apologies, and sometimes the minimization of the church. The fact is, is that those who we pursue, those who pursue the prodigal only elongate the restoration process. And at the end, restoration is a process, not an event scripture says that the prodigal came to himself listen to me those that have backslidden children we have said oftentimes the prodigals are coming back prophesied about prodigals well everybody's not going to be a prodigal Because everybody's not going to have the spirit of the prodigal. In order for a backslidden child of God to be considered a prodigal, they have to possess the spirit of the prodigal. And oftentimes... You and I, we get so excited when one of our children or children's children come to church, come to an altar, weep, cry, may even speak in tongues, only to be frustrated a week later because they're right back doing the same thing that you hoped they would come out of. Why is that? It's because they've come to the house where they know help is, but they're not willing to change anything about their life. They're not ready to change yet. They know they're in trouble, so they know where to run to. They know to come to the Father's house. They know where their help is. They know where their strength is. They know where they need to be, but they're not ready to change. So don't allow the devil to torment you saying, what did we do wrong? Did somebody say something to them? Did something go wrong at church? Did the pastor not shake their hand? Because if I'm ready to change, I don't need a pastor to shake my hand. I'm just wanting to give it all to the Lord. I don't need nobody's help but Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The prodigal came to himself and remembered the blessings of the father's house he recalled the blessing of servant living, Luke 15, 17. He said, how many hired servants and my fathers have bread enough and to spare and I'm sitting here perishing in hunger? It was the memory of the standard that ignited his memory. The standard of living was related to comfort, security, and goodness. Remember this point, children of God. He said, the prodigal said, And am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. Verse number 19 is the key. It is the attitude. You ought to highlight this, underline this. It is the attitude of the son that made his return worth celebrating. It is the attitude that he had. That's why they celebrated. It's because he says, I'm not worthy to be considered a son. He did not put himself back in sonship. The father put him back in sonship. He didn't come in with his head up, chest out, saying, yeah, you, you know who I am. Look, look at me. I, I need to do this. And with all kind of arrogance and pride, they're not ready. They know where to come, but they're not ready. They know where they should be, but they're not ready. Can I pause here and just go, I'm not chasing rabbits here, uh, but I need you to understand, some of us can be that way. Yes, sir. Have been. Hallelujah. We, 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 we can be that way. Something needs to give, something needs to change, uh, uh, something needs to happen, conversations need to be made, or whatever the case may be, but we, we're because of arrogance or pride. pride. Yeah. Somebody say, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. <clears throat> The father's house, I'm backing on your handout, please. The father's house had not changed. The prodigal did not seek to alter the father's house in order to accommodate his past lifestyle. Rather, this second son, who prematurely took the inheritance from the father, squandering what he did not earn, understood the gravity of his decision and thus returned, how? In humility. He did not present himself as a son. He came back home as a servant willing to work for the benefit of the comfort afforded to those who serve. Or in other words, he saw himself as less than a son. If we have backsliders that God is dealing with and they're coming back home and they come back with an attitude talking about, I used to be on a praise team, put me on a praise team. I was the head usher. I, I know how to do this. I, I, I did this as a Sunday school teacher. I can do this. I was a preacher. I can do. If they come up with that attitude, that's not a prodigal. That's that's the, do y'all see the clear difference here? Sheep. I'm going to go find my sheep. Coin. I'm sweeping my house. I'm getting my standard back. I'm getting my holiness back. I'm building up my walls back. I'm going to get my conviction back. I'm going to get that back. But when it comes to the one that walked away from the father's house, the father said, I'm going to stay right here. And I'm not changing what's happening in the father's house. I'm not going to let down a standard to try to accommodate backsliders coming in here. And if the backslider chooses to come back, they shouldn't want a standard to be let down. They they should want to even go higher than the expectation, hoping that they don't return back to the same swine. Hallelujah. When I received the Holy Ghost at the age of 21, you better believe I went from a wardrobe full of stuff down to almost nothing. And it wasn't about everything that I had it was just of the devil. It's just that I know I can not wear that because if I wear that, it's going to take my mind back to a place I don't want to go back to. So the father's house didn't change. Pro- prodigal didn't seek to alter. Uh-uh he did not present himself as a son. He came back home as a servant, willing to work for the benefit of the comfort. This disposition is critical as backsliders return to the church. If they return in arrogance, they are not truly repentant then. The more times they leave and return, the more baggage they acquire. We can deal with baggage, amen, church? We can deal with wounds, amen, church? We can deal with scars, amen, church? I sure hope I'm talking to a mature church tonight because what I'm teaching is not milk, this is meat. And if you're still sucking on milk, you, this, is, this is going to offend you. This is going to hurt you. I'm telling you, I hope you're digging into this meat that I'm teaching here tonight because I'm trying to help this church as we go to the next level. We're going to have to understand the spirit of the prodigal. Yes. Going to have to understand it. All right? Okay. So... No, uh, uh-uh. uh. We can deal with those things. What we cannot tolerate, though, is a continuance in the path of sinful hatred or perverse living, which corrupts the house. Can't corrupt this house. The pastor is my son. But pastor, this is my daughter. But pastor, but pastor. And see, that's the thing. If we don't get this tonight, what you will do is scrutinize me. I I know everybody and say amen on that, but I know what I'm talking about. Because I grew up in a preacher's home. I know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm, Yeah, mm -hmm. I've been living this my whole life. I've seen what my parents had to deal with and other people had to go through. I'm telling you, you'll punch your finger at the preacher. I say, well, pastor, well, pastor, well, come on, just give him a little break. Just, just do this. See, you don't understand. I'm trying to pastor a, a whole flock here, and you want me to give a little break to your one son or your one daughter just to let up. Now I've let up everybody. I, I've told everybody I've let up. I've told everybody I've bagged down. I've told everybody. Y'all, y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying right now. You'll, you'll point the finger at leadership. When all we have to do is say, Lord, give my son a repentive mind. Give my daughter a repentive heart. Lord, when they come back, I want them to be the I don't want to call them a prodigal. I want them to have the spirit of a prodigal. Amen. I pray that none of my young girls walk away from God. But if they do walk away from God and I'm still pastoring this church, I can't change the rules for my child. All of a sudden, one of my children just go off and she want to live all kind of way. The rules have to stay the same. Go off and live some wayward lifestyle. I'm still gonna stand for righteousness and holiness, and my prodigal has to come back with the right spirit, and not expect any favors because they're pastors' kids. You got to come back with the right spirit. So we we cannot have this mentality, Star City Church, use them or lose them. No, my friend, I would rather lose them in the sense of not coming to this church than trying to use somebody that's not right with God. My God. My God. So... Here in lines, a few areas of conflict. Have I I read this yet? Okay, Here, here we go. Here's number one. The church is excited for the return of the backslider. The church is conditioned to restore. However, the backslider does not always want to return to a life of holiness, which makes a demand of the church body to accept them as they are. This was not the attitude of the parable's prodigal. He did not return with demands, nor did he seek to alter the structure of the father's house. Number two, forgiveness. Forgiveness also means replenishing what was taken. Remember the story of Zacchaeus? When he heard the words of Jesus, it's in Luke chapter number 19. I have it there in parentheses. He said he would restore up to four times what he had taken. Why? Because a thief does not just simply say, I'm sorry. The thief also returns what he stole or he replaces what he stole. The third point here, I'm moving quickly, understanding the time. Luke 3 and 8. We understand this story dealing with John the Baptist. Bring forth therefore fruits worthy of repentance and begin not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. Repentance is the self-removal of any formal connection to the inheritance. This is the attitude of anyone who truly repents it is the father who must recognize the return of the son. I'm going to say that again. It is the father that must recognize the return of the son. The son should not recognize himself. The prodigal's role is to bring fruits worthy of repentance and then to denounce any formal connection. The father will declare the prodigal's return. Self-declaration is a sign of flesh sin the returning prodigal declares his servanthood last point here there is a difference between a reviler and a backslider the reviler is venomous he seeks harm he is much more than just a backslider he is an enemy to the gospel he's an enemy to the church and he's an enemy to holiness he reviles he is a scorner he likes he, he looks like a son And he may still be in the house, but he's usually not. He points to hypocrisy. He points to all the things that are failing and all the things that are flawed. He might speak truth, but it is nothing more than accusing facts. He routinely digs beneath the blood of Jesus to recall and relay past issues. Am I still teaching tonight? The backslider does not do such things. The backslider or the prodigal has no anger towards the house. Hallelujah. The prodigal bears the weight of his own decision. He harbors no blame and his regret is personal. He loves the father's house. He desires to simply live there. This is what David said. One thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. David also said this in Psalm 84 and 10 for a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. That's where we get that song. He says, I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. It is important that we understand the spirit of the prodigal. So as we move church into a season of prodigals returning to the church, we must learn to rejoice. But we must learn how to dance with our eyes open. Did you hear me, church? We rejoice. They make one move. I, I'm telling you, when the saints of God make one move, when I'm done preaching, I'm rejoicing with that. When sinners, when when backsliders make one move, I am rejoicing. But I'm dancing with my eyes open because I want to see the spirit of a person. I want to see the spirit of a man. That doesn't just go for prodigals. That goes for all people. Because I've seen people come here and cry their little balls uh, eyes out. But then they get right up from this altar and then nothing changes in their life. No change no everything's the same they still got a a, a, a face is all mean and ugly they don't go change their life their home everything stays the same then what was you doing down here crying for then what you doing No, you got to have a desire to change not just get caught but to change so we must learn how to discern the hearts of those who return here's my final thoughts Be kind enough. We, Star City, must be kind enough to accept those who continually fail and be bold enough to reject the reviler. Hmm. Let me read the first part again. Be kind enough to accept those who continually fail. They want to do right, but they keep failing. They want to do right, but they keep failing. Love them. Be kind to them. Love him. Be kind to him. But there's a difference between the one that wants to do right, but he's just continues to fail, but he really wants to do right. But then the one that really doesn't want to do right. And all he wants to do is just talk about everybody else and call everybody hypocrites. No, my friend, there's a difference in that spirit. Do not adjust your holiness standards to accommodate a prodigal. I'm speaking to the homes right now. And it also belongs to the church. Remember, we must remember that there are people who have been faithful and have never left. We are to honor them as well. And That's why I say when we get excited about people and the prodigals that are going to be returning, I also want to celebrate those that have never left the church. Hallelujah. 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 Luke 15, can we close reading Bible? It says in verse number 21, and the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned. I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand, shoes on his feet. Bring hither the fatted calf and kill him. Let us eat and let's celebrate. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's celebrate. Let's get excited because my son is back home. I'm telling you, church, we're about to see it, but we must make sure the spirit is right. So when you're praying for your sons and your daughters, pray, God, give my children the spirit of the prodigal. Don't just say, God, send them back home. Say, Lord, send them home, but let them have the right spirit. Let them have a repentant mindset. Let them not want to say, hey, I'm back. I'm here. Now give me glory. No, my friend, that's not a prodigal. The prodigal didn't even want to be called a son. David said, I'd just rather be a doorkeeper. I don't need to do anything else. I'll take the lowest thing you got. I'm just happy to be back in God's house. And that's what we need. We need people that are just happy to be back in God's house. You don't need position. You don't need fame. You don't need fortune. You don't need a pat on your back. You don't need people to elevate you. I'm just happy to be in God's house. I wonder, do I have any people here tonight that's just happy to be in God's house? Could we stand to our feet just for a moment? Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord. Let's lift up the name of Jesus. Please remain standing. Can you give me, uh, uh, God gave me revelation, uh, something that really opened, it, it really spoke to me. Luke 15, uh, give me verse number 30 uh, and 31. 30 and 31. But as soon as this thy son was come, this is the first son that's talking, okay? The one that stayed there, there's other verses, you can go back to 29, but we're going to stay here. That son was come, which have devoured the living with the hardest. Thou has killed for him the fatted calf. We, we having a celebration for him. You've never done that for me, Dad. You've never had a celebration for me. You've never had a party for me. But look what the father said to that son. And he said unto him, son, that art ever with me. <laughs> and all, everyone say all. All that I have, it's all yours. That anointing, it's all yours. Favor, it's all yours. The inheritance, it's all yours. The blessings, it's all yours. That greatness, abundance of peace and joy, it's all yours. Don't think I forgot about you because everything that I have it's going to you. Everything that I, are y'all hearing me church? Uh-huh. So, 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 so don't think we're celebrating more the people that are coming back. Oh no, my friend, those of you that have stayed around, God is saying, oh, you're still mine. And everything I have, it still belongs to you. Everything that I have, it still belongs to you. And boy, the Lord spoke to me and began to let me know. He said, the people at that church has been there. They haven't left. They've remained. They've re- I'm talking about in God. You've remained in God. It's like, it's amazing how the Lord just began to reveal to me the excitement and the understanding. Let me put it that way, that the people should have that have remained. That God's favor, his blessings, the anointing, all that is yours the power the dominion is yours you can walk in it because oftentimes prodigals that come back have a difficult time walking in the authority but you my friend you have that authority you have it you know the power that's in the name of jesus you can walk in it you know it it's all yours the anointing it's all yours hallelujah hallelujah it's yours. So church, we must understand the spirit of the prodigal. And I pray that what I taught here tonight, you have received it. And that you, you chew on this, you digest this. And you speak this over Your loved ones and children and those say, Lord, if they're going to be a true prodigal, they have to have the spirit of the prodigal. I don't know about you, but I don't want our children and our loved ones and your loved ones to come in to go right back out. i'm done teaching but the holy ghost is hitting me right now i don't want them just to come in just to cry a little bit speak in tongues a little bit and go right back to the pig swine but i want them to have a spirit of the prodigal that says i've got to come to myself i've got to realize i've left what i needed the entire time i've got to come back to the father's house i've got to come back to the father's house This is where joy is. This is where peace is. This is where everything I need is. It's right here. Do you receive it in Jesus' name? Let's lift our hands unto the Lord. Come on. Let's pray all across this sanctuary. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Come on, church, pray with me.